Hello, and welcome back to Ruben Uncut. This is Ruben, and today is a very special episode, because today is the Mother's Day episode, and today I have my mother here uh, with me. Now, I noticed you have a list of things. How many list of things, how many things are on your list of things? Well, I, I started numbering them, but then I started adding more in, and then I just started things that came to mind, so I don't know. Okay. And all right. we may get to them all or we may not, but okay. I, I don't do well off the cuff. I'm not an improvisationer like you are. And so it helps for me to have things written down. I understand. <laughs> but uh, so today what we're doing is, uh, first of all, this is my mom. So, uh, I mean, we can't hear you, but I assume you've said hello. <laughs> uh, now, today, my mother is going to be interviewing me, which uh yeah so we'll see my idea i came up with it that. was my mom's idea <laughs> so. and i thought it sounded like a swell thing to do for mother's day all right um so, uh so mom do you want right. to introduce yourself at all all or? right well i'm elizabeth ryan reuben's mother um and uh i'm not real good at talking so we'll see how this goes but okay. i do have my list of things so that will get my brain going um all right so what's what's your first question oh well, i was just wondering what your earliest memories are and if you don't if you can't think of any i was gonna i have some ideas that i could... so my earliest memories are of the house in akron oh you do remember charlotte i do street. remember charlotte street and do you remember little tommy i do remember tommy he would get you in trouble did, would he? Yes, because he would run across the street, and we had told you not to go across the street, but you would follow him. Now that I don't remember. Yeah, that and I don't. Make remember. you come in the house and not play with him when you'd run across the street. <laughs> and his dad was would would spank him, and he'd just laugh. He didn't do any good. He was a funny little kid. <laughs> Unfazed by corporal punishment. Yes, exactly. He thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and then he'd keep doing it over and over again. Huh. that the power of the mind over the body that's even young some young people have it. um i do remember tommy i remember there was a kid on that street named lee or at least i think there was and i think i think early on i actually may have confused the two lees that i played with in my head um but uh or maybe I'm misremembering that. Maybe I'm How mixing old people. Was he? I don't remember. I don't know. Was he older than you? I assume. I mean, we I we only lived there till I was what like what three? Three. So I assume that most of the kids were older than me. Um I remember the house. I remember that we had Nickelodeon. And I remember that I used to watch, I don't even know if I watched it or if you guys taped it but it was this show on Nickelodeon about a koala bear. Oh, I remember those koala bears. Which I didn't realize at the time, but looking back on it and understanding the art style that it was uh, composed in was actually probably my earliest exposure to anime. Uh, yeah, I remember those guys now, yeah. Uh, so that was an interesting show, especially since there's an episode uh, about they kept using it, it was the first time I'd ever heard the word Holocaust, but the show what the show wasn't talking about the Holocaust. It was they kept referencing some like impending, uh, I think it was a drought or something. 
but yeah no i remember that show yeah i remember those little guys so the, so those those are my earliest memories for a long time i've had a memory of like falling down the stairs there which actually might be my earliest memory uh i have a vague memory of like running around the house and not being able to find anybody um oh, interesting i remember like the door to the basement but i do not remember ever ever going down in the basement oh the basement was very creepy it, yeah it had this giant old furnace with all these big tentacles it looked like a giant octopus. what now i wish i'd seen it oh and then and and the the foundation was in terrible shape and it was when it rained water would just pour in the basement but it was a friend of mine monica do you remember monica um the name the name sounds familiar kids, but it's um, such a it's, it's well, a very normal name well she had two kids that were a little bit older than not a little bit they were a lot older than you because um i babysat them when i was pregnant with you they gave me the chicken pox and then you got the chicken pox but um yes i i, I was born with chicken pox yes and the doctors didn't the doctors assumed that that would immunize immunize me to chicken pox but it didn't <laughs> it, yeah they were wrong i got chicken pox when i was like 12 or something yeah that was bizarre um yeah but but anyhow monica knew the um owner of the house he lived across the street from her and so we got a really cheap rent but i can see why it was not in the best of shape but mm -hmm. you probably better you didn't go down the basement it was kind of creepy down there no i mean that's probably why i don't remember going ever going down the basement uh i remember eating um remember eating eggs on toast and when i was young i ate them runny i remember that yeah i probably soak into the toast yeah that's how i like them <laughs> you don't like them that way now uh at some point no i at some point i preferred the the uh more cooked consistency but i will say the perfect yolk is the one that hasn't turned completely yellow that it's completely solid but still orange uh-huh Although that was a thing I learned from, although a thing I learned from you and dad keeping chickens uh, since we since, since the time period where we moved to Stowe um, is that uh, I discovered that uh, most eggs in America are of like kind of garbage quality. <laughs> like most Americans probably don't realize that egg yolks are not meant to be like this fluorescent yellow that like a truly healthy egg yolk is orange. Like no one seems to know that well, in America. A, a lot of chicken, I just read something that in California, they're trying to get better regulations for how animals are kept. And the pork industry was fighting it. And of course the pork industry was fighting it. the Supreme Court overruled the pork industry. Yeah. But the thing was, when I read what the thing, what the qualifications were, it wasn't just pork but it also had chickens chickens only have to have a 12 by 12 inch cage and i'm thinking that's what a sad existence that your poor chicken that's, yeah. that's not even very big wait like 12 by 12 wait inches, inches or feet inches, inches. okay so yes, it's one little, foot square yeah so i it's like that's that's a horrible so yeah no wonder why your eggs are these poor stressed chickens all they get is poor 
Okay. Well, I mean, it's also the fact that they're not fed a proper diet, well, which is a major right. component in why most in why a lot of animal products in America are kind of trash. Um, like we feed we feed corn to cows. Cows, that's not a natural, corn and soybean is mostly what we feed to our cows and our chickens, but these are not foods that, they're, they're not foods that these animals uh, evolved eating at all. Like chickens, like chickens want to live and want to go outside and eat like bugs, bugs worms, bugs, and, and stuff yes. out of the, out of the grass and like they'll eat pretty much anything, but yeah, they're pretty omnivores. Yeah. But like when you give them just a, a, a this constant like simple grain diet that has no variety, you're not going to get it fully. It's not going to produce great eggs or great milk. Like that's why there was that big craze. For, like that's why there's always a constant craze for some type of foreign beef. Like first it was Kobe beef and then it was Wagyu beef. And the reason like I know the coat like um we were getting like the big deal with the Kobe beef is it had more omega acids in it because in order to create that type of, of beef, you, you have to let them graze. And that's why it costs more. Oh, right. And that's why it was popular. And eventually there became a market for it. And slowly, like it, it stopped becoming like high quality Kobe beef. Now Kobe beef is just, I don't know. Just another beef out there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not, I don't know what the process is for Wagyu. I've heard some conflicting things on what Wagyu is. Um, but like it's, I do know that Wagyu, I think, involves massaging the cows. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, That's so yeah, like it, I don't know. All right. Well, let's get back to your childhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to my childhood. Because we can get thrown off into politics oh, yeah. and yeah, stuff. No, I know. Um, that was me bringing that up because you brought up chickens. But anyways, do you remember when we took the bus to New York City? No, you don't remember that. That's so funny. You well, were, that depends. You were three years old. No, I don't remember that one. Okay, I've seen the pictures. Uh, I remember distinctly seeing all the pictures. I, I don't remember. There was some kind of march. I, in, I, in, yeah, in, uh, they had the bread and puppet theater there. Yeah, but I don't remember what we were marching against. But the um, oh, Mom. the American Friends Service Committee had a bus, and Greg Coleridge asked us if we wanted to go, and so we said, "Oh yeah, let's do that." I and do. So Greg Coleridge. Yeah, Greg Coleridge. He's like the director of the this area's American oh. Friends Service. Committee. Oh, okay. I, and um, good to know, I guess. And and anyhow, so, but we were in the midst of potty training you, and so we 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 had your little backpack because we always carried you in in a little backpack, mm -hmm. and then tied to it was like the insert of like a little potty chair. So if you had to go to the bathroom, we could we could. Uh, wow. Yeah. But it, it was fun. We that's my only experience riding on a subway. And uh I'm it's interesting. You think something like, but maybe you slept a lot. You probably slept on the bus. You probably slept in the backpack on the back of dad as he's like, walking. <laughs> I, re I I I like, yeah, no, I don't have I re I have memories of like going to things like that with you, but uh not that not one that specifically. One. The one I most distinctively remember is um, I actually don't know what you guys what it, I think it was like a plant of some kind, um, maybe a nuclear plant. I don't know. Were we against nuclear plants? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, was that in like New Hampshire or Vermont? Yeah, I want to say it was somewhere in New England. -y. It was. It was either New Hampshire or Vermont. I get those. That one I remember because I fell asleep on the bus and I and I peed myself. 
um so that was that was oh, that was not remember, fun i don't remember that part but i guess you would remember that more than me yeah um my more positive like we stayed in some cool places when we were there i remember that and also there was one place that had prince the prince valiant cartoon on and even then i was like into comic strips and stuff right. from the newspaper so i knew who prince valiant, valiant was. was yeah it was the comic that i just looked at the picture <laughs> yeah. well they were prince valiant had very nice i know uh, but like but like prince valiant was like this serial story so like i i right. never like fully knew what was happening oh right because it was this yeah there were standalone it, comics and then there were serial mm -hmm. comics and one of my favorite ones was brenda Starr. she was a reporter and I, then dick tracy and now mm -hmm. stuff and dick tracy is coming like dick tracy had the the the, the yeah. wrist thing on his where he could you know call yeah. people and talk to them and now they got the iphones that you wear on your wrist yeah you know. i mean they got they have they have they do have wristwatches that do that stuff yeah, too right. it's like so, the thing and yeah so. uh yeah no dick tracy uh calling that one out uh well, I remember Dick you. Tracy was a was yeah. a favorite was as far as serial comics go I think Dick Tracy was probably my favorite it was never in our newspaper but I would get the books from the library and now, and I, the movie was cool when I, I remember was as a, a kid, kid it was in our newspaper ah but that's the thing is as you grow up they the newspapers have to decide what are we going to keep what are we going to get rid of you know I thought you know I did I remember going somewhere else in the country and discovering that they were still making Dick Tracy and it was still in the newspapers in that area. And I was like, what? Right. You just never know who, who has, uh, I think even the Cleveland plain dealer has different, you know, cartoons. Oh yeah. And yeah. The, of course. Uh, and the Akron Beacon, Beacon Journal, Journal or, or whatever. Yeah. The Akron Beacon Journal's gotten rid of a lot of my favorites, but, mm -hmm. um, do you remember you and Justin? You took a cartoon class at the. I took the cartoon class several times. I just enjoyed taking the cartooning class. Right, because you. Which is uh, interesting because I never, I never really got good at drawing. Well. I mean, like, arguably, I could have created my own. I could have become stylized. Something I understand more now, but like. Oh, you're trying I, to be precise and. But like, I I couldn't draw something that looked uh, real. Right. Uh, to save my life. And when I when I started getting the books on how like the comic book artists do it with like their 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 like skeletons and whatnot, it was it was like I can't I couldn't wrap my head around it uh. to learn how to draw like that. Um, so that was so eventually I was like ah, I wish I could draw and uh. just sort of moved away from drawing. Well, do you remember your newspaper? You, you yeah, said? no, I remember that. Yeah, what was the name of that newspaper? Uh, it started out as the Daily Flash, but then it occurred to me that I'd have oh. to put it out every day, so, so it became the Weekly, weekly Flash. Flash. Right. Uh, which was, in all honesty, like it started out as like a serious at like a child's concept of a of a newspaper, but it slowly just became like there'd be like I get like I do like a weather report or like. The, no, I would do. The I mean, I know. Report. I mean, yeah. I mean, we would. There would be a weather report, <laughs> right? I and, or and, there'd uh, be, or I will talk to because we went to we went to basketball games a few times back then. So I would talk right. about the ba Whatever, basketball. Yeah, what was going on, and and then you also did cartoons in it. But I mean, like that's what I was getting to is that yeah. like it, it ultimately became an excuse for me to publish my own essentially comics at that point in time. <laughs> And and Raphael would write us something. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Would do something, and we would have it at the co-op, so and, yeah. people could get it at the co-op. And I remember, 
I remember my dad, I remember dad was not happy that like one of the stories was about Raleigh's uh, trip to the dentist. He thought oh. <laughs> he was embarrassed about that. Uh, that sounds like dad. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, I don't think that's true. That's, that's, that's family business. I don't know. That's not at all what my dad sounds like, but. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. Um. Well, do you remember when we moved to the farm then on, on uh, oh yeah I yeah I have a lot Ryan of memories Seal of the farm. Road, right yeah uh yeah no I have a lot of memories of the farm tons of memories about the farm and then did you remember when Raphael was born yes I do remember when Raphael was born um I think it was was it two people hung out with me all day essentially um while you guys were were doing stuff. I want to say that it was, I say it was Tim and Jeffrey. See, I'm trying to remember if Jeffrey was at that one or if Tim and Jeffrey were at Rafa, uh, Raleigh's and just Tim, well, just Tim at Raleigh's. Uh, well, I was, uh, I, was, I was a lot older at Raleigh's. Right, so like were... my memories for that one are very different because I, oh, okay. I don't think I, I don't think people felt the need to babysit me for that one. Oh, okay. So maybe it was both of them then. Um, but I distinctly remember um at the beginning of that i think we we slept upstairs at that we point we did we were sleeping which we didn't upstairs. do for long um i feel like we ended up in one of the downstairs rooms fairly um, yeah we weren't up there very long maybe soon after Raphael was born we moved downstairs mm -hmm. was it a was it a we have we have a tiny crawling baby now maybe i don't know well it was nice because we were in the room with the um wood burning stove and ah. we had the um the Tim Smith bought a bird feeder that went in the window so you could oh, watch okay. the birds. That was a nice room. It had lots of windows. I liked them. Yeah, I remember starting out that day upstairs playing with that first bucket of Legos you guys got me, or the first bucket of Legos that I remember, anyways. Um, I remember they played with me for that, like that, for a while. And then if, at some point, I think we went for a canoe ride in the pond um yeah it was january but it was a, a warm january january I just, 29th i was gonna say i distinctly remember this the sun being out yeah it was a real nice it, in fact it was hot in that we had the the wood burning stove going but it was hot because because we had him down or was that you know that was an that's an interesting point because for i know when Raphael's birthday is but like i'd never like all my memories are of that day not being cold at all. No, it was a really warm end of it. Well, it was January 29th, end of the day and it, end of the month, and it was a nice warm day. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you remember when we people would say, Do you want a brother or sister? What you would say? I do not. You would say, I wrote this down. Um, you would say, You wanted one of each. <laughs> I wanted a brother and, and a, sister. a sister. Yep. Okay. <laughs> never never got a sister no never got a sister um i don't know i've always i feel like i've always kind of been like that i would i've always been a like why not both kind of person oh right yeah. which has really driven like it's made me crazy in life to be honest like it, so many panic attacks over having to choose between things you always were like that always even as a kid, I was, okay right? yeah growing up you were like that. choosing between things right you what right you'd say i can't decide you you decide yeah you you've always had that yeah no i've never been able to choose between things it's a very uh it's a problem to me <laughs> it does yeah. not make 
does not make functioning easy. No, I don't know. So I, I've I, always had an executive disparity. I, you know, what's funny is I didn't remember this being a problem when I was a child, no, but I, I thought I, it was something that happened no, during puberty. I remember as your mother, you, I don't want to make a decision. I, I can't decide. Yeah, it would, it would kind of put you in a tizzy. You weren't sure what. Uh, oh, wow. So, okay. So you were one of the kids. Oh, don't give them a choice. Just say, here, Ruben. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should have made me force me to make more choices. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know. Cause I never got better at. Um, do you remember that your first rainbow gathering? You were. No, yeah. I remember stories of it, and I remember seeing pictures of the first rainbow yeah. gathering you guys brought me to. But I. It was in Pennsylvania, and at that time you were just, you were kind of slow at stuff. You didn't like. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. I know. I know you guys told me I didn't learn to crawl for a while. It was funny. You, you, you seem to like be this mellow kid that unless something motivates you to do something, you're just happy to just be. And we were at uh, Uncle Matt's house. Oh my God, I've been like this since birth. And and you were about a year old, and you saw these drums, like bongo drums, and you decide I was home with you, and they'd gone to a Grateful Dead concert. And so you saw those drums and for some reason you thought, I want those. And you got crawled over to it. And I'm like, wow, that's the first time Ruben's crawled. It was almost like you, um, oh, I should do that. I'm not sure why you decided to start walking it. It was the Rainbow Gatherings always the first week in July and you were one again. And uh, like I said, you just started crawling in april and here it was july and you decided you were going to walk so you were learning to walk at the rainbow gathering which is interesting and uneven terrain and mm -hmm. <laughs> wow yeah what a strange baby you were and talking you didn't talk for a while but then when you finally started talking you were talking in sentences and stuff and and uh so yeah it was sort of like i've always i guess i'm i, I I'm just naturally a late bloomer. I guess. And how about reading? Since we're talking about. Okay. Uh, if there's, if there's okay. anything anyone's going to use against me, it's going to be this one. Uh, I did not. Um, I did not learn to read until I was 10. Um, which was interesting because like, I don't know. Oh, like I just. Well I, spent... well, I guess we should mention you were homeschooled. I was homeschooled. Right. Yes. So, and uh, we were into the unschooling thing where when the kid seems ready to do something, then you go with it. And so we would periodically try and get you to read. We'd, I remember. And, and you just seemed, didn't seem interested. So we just like, okay, we'll wait. They say boys are later at reading and it's better. Apparently, than... this, apparently Stella has done the same thing. Ah, okay. She has only just started reading. Ah, well, hopefully she'll like it. Yeah. And and do you remember what motivated you? Um, I believe what I what I've heard is that it was when I started acting. Yes. You... It was like, ah, I, I can't read. I got to I got to read these scripts. It's right. important. I you, can't do you, this if I can't read the scripts. Right. You can't. Uh, what do you call it? Audition. If you can't. OK, read page so and so. And yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. And so and that's another thing it's like you were like nine or ten and you said uh i want to be an actor and a director and me and dad are like what <laughs> but yeah. I, I guess we shouldn't have been surprised because you you we would take you to the uh, live theater mm -hmm. um 
up in Cleveland, um, they would have these afternoon um, performances that were free of something that was going to be on in the evening up in one of those playhouse places. And so we would take you even, and you weren't supposed to have kids under a certain age, but we impressed on you and subsequently on your brothers that when you were in a theater, you didn't talk and you were quiet. And if it was really desperate, you whispered into, so you guys were always really good at the theater. Wow. So we managed to get you in. So you had been in live theater and of course the cartoons on television. And mm -hmm. so I guess that's what kind of got you thinking, I want to do this. Maybe. And, I honestly don't remember. Well, it, but that's it. You were your first audition and you're like, uh, uh, it was an antic mm -hmm. where somebody, I'm not sure, do you remember who the little kid was? That It was a friend of ours whose kid wanted to be involved. And they said, how about if Ruben was involved too? No, I don't remember. And I don't remember who that was. I don't remember there's being someone in it that I knew you weren't real close it was more like friends of ours as opposed to friends of yours now i'm very curious as to who it was maybe dad will remember i'll have to ask him but but um so it was antics actors and training in Kaga falls is where you started out mm -hmm. and there were classes and then there were auditions for the shows and it's sort of like you realize i gotta learn to read so i can do this and you you did with the help of dr seuss I don't know if really you know, dr, dr. Seuss? seuss i vaguely remember this yes I vaguely because remember this they're they're rhyming and they and also they were a lot of times dr seuss had made up words that weren't even real words but <laughs> mm -hmm. now I, and i thought you were great in theater maybe just because i'm your mom but no everybody else says you were good too i appreciate that i was i i you're great in improv. You're hilarious in improv, oh, thanks, too. Mom. Oh, but I still wish you'd also do plays because plays you get to take on a whole character and be this person. Do you have a favorite play you were in that you really liked the most? Or That's a good question. Um, of course, you were in so many different... I was in a lot of plays. Genres, so many. No, like, yeah. Depressing like, or... <laughs> at a certain... Like, around like around the time before i went to college i did like I, I counted it out off of my resume and i had done like 40 plays wow do you have those over 40 down plays. somewhere um uh, i mean we you might have it if you have any of my old resumes yeah, i don't know if I um i don't know if you kept any of them well i know you were in our town twice i was in our when town you were twice. really small and then when you were older you had yeah, a different I, I was in it when i was uh 12 and i played um uh little, the young the like younger kid. kid young dead kid <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah he dies later um and then at weathervane i played the at antic i played the kid not even not the important kids no, but just, like one of their siblings right and uh, then at uh then at the uh then at weathervane i played i think it's Doc, oh my god is it, is it webs or gibbs Oh, I think it was Webb. I was Dr. Webb. Or maybe it was... Uh, whatever it was. Yeah. He was the dad who was also a doctor. Um, so I played that part at Weathervane. And that was when I was like in my late teens. 
I, in my teens, I got cast as dads a lot uh, or father figures. Uh, Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, no. Or uh, Matthew Cuthbert. That was a lot of fun. I. That's always going to be my favorite role. That you. You were just this great old man, and you, they had that, great makeup on you. Look like an old guy, and. Yeah, and and that that was that was like I feel like that was, that one was interesting because like I almost felt like pseudo famous for that role because like it was a role where people would like approach me in public and be like hey were you in this were you this guy in this play and i'd be like yes i was <laughs> um and i the character even had a catchphrase or something like well i ain't saying that it well i ain't saying something but i i am i don't know i can't remember it i can't remember it. i would have i mean like i'm pretty sure matthew cuthbert's famous there's someone out there who's going to know what matthew cuthbert's famous phrase is um but yeah no that was a lot of fun uh it was, wasn't jen anna green gables yeah jen was anna green, yeah. yeah no no jen wasn't anna green oh. gables jen played my sister oh oh she was marilla yeah yeah she oh, played my who was sister anna green gables uh, there were two girls who played anna green gable different days um, or something or... yeah i don't remember exactly oh okay i don't i remember there was jen, like some one of them had some kind of conflict or something oh okay uh, i remembered but... she was in it but i didn't remember it was, so she was marilla and you were Matthew Cuthbert that yes. again little Anna Green Gables. Oh, that was such a good play. I really like that one. Yeah, it's a cute one. Um, I got a lot of accolades for that one. Yeah. Not a, not like in awards or anything. They didn't give awards for the youth theater at, at Weatherman at that time, as far as I'm aware. Uh, um but uh and then at the magical theater. Oh yeah, I did one show at Magical Theater, which was really a which was really a summer stock. Yeah, program. right. It was. Yeah. Uh, you were in Joseph. I was. Yeah, I was Jacob. I was Jacob and Joseph and the maids and taking coaching. The father. Co you were the father. Yeah. And you were so short. You're. This yeah. The little... director there had like this. Uh, he thought it would be like a hilarious, uh, like thing oh, to have the to have the father, father be, be like this short guy. I think he had like almost like a George Burns impression or something in mind i don't know but it was fun um it was a fun experience got to hang out with a lot of kids uh roughly my age you know right but it was, it was a stuff. musical and you're not really a... i'm not really into musicals yeah. um didn't they tell you not to sing or something or or was it not what? to dance or something what oh i don't I, remember that okay maybe i just uh but i don't know I, I don't know. I've just never, I've never been big into singing. I even like took, I remember taking voice lessons for a while as a teenager, but like, oh, I was too much like playing an instrument. I just, I can't, my brain is not built for that. I can't do it. I took piano lessons for years. Yeah, I remember that. At your guys' behest me. and like. Well, that was your homeschooling it, yeah, uh, music no. thing. That... And it just, it didn't fully take. Right. It, it, it did not fully take. Like I couldn't, like I could play the piano to a certain extent and I could, I can even read piano music. Uh, but like, well, you didn't have the, I, it didn't grab you. And, and... Like I, I always considered practicing a chore. Like it was ne like practicing piano. Like there was nothing about it that the process to me was just annoying. I, I like couldn't <laughs> get into it. And like that was kind of the difference between acting and playing an instrument is that like you really like the acting. process for acting was something I could get into. 
Uh, the process for improv is something I can get into. Like the processes for these things are something that right. that I I can I can sink my teeth in and, and appreciate and enjoy. But instruments, it was instruments just 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 annoying. Okay. I just like going through all these children's oh, songs right. and whatnot. Well, and you know, Ralph, simple... uh, Raleigh, he decided he hated the piano too, unless he could play what he wanted. And he found the theme song for the um, Simpsons and a Zelda song. And he learned those because that was something he wanted to learn. And it was probably, uh, but he still didn't like the piano, but. I, I, I don't know. I've just, I never really, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I never really had the feel for it. Well, not everybody does. And you had the, you were more the actor. <laughs> Raphael, even though he keeps telling me that he would have rather played a, like a horn or something, he really got good at the uh, guitar. guitar and he could spend hours practicing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, like he, he clearly, he clearly has what it takes to be a musician and whatnot. Right. Uh, I, I did not. I, I did. Oh, well. I couldn't bring myself to love the piano. In fact, I remember I remember growing to hate and resent the piano. <laughs> My dad dad would always make this big deal over like it was such an expensive oh, instrument. We he, should take he, such good yeah. care of it and whatnot. <laughs> and like I I as a kid, I like resented it. I was like. <laughs> my dad loves you more than me <laughs> like uh, it's like you know you never hear him say telling the piano to respect me no speaking of Raphael, that reminds me of karate what do you think of remember but because it was Raphael that wanted us wanted you guys to do karate he was the first person to get into karate i mean i okay so actually i mean like i where to even begin with karate but i did it for 12 years um but uh so i remember that at first we tried the dojo that was closer yeah, right to our down, house right down the road and they were weird oh. weird af oh, i they mean were. it was like, like well well they said um okay so we want you to pay for a whole year in advance and yeah, they wanted to lock in with a and contract if you can't afford it we can set you up with a loan to pay for that year and then you pay the bank the monthly and then we're like ah. and then they, wow i didn't know about that oh part. yes no the part i remember was distinctly like they took us into like a room and they had me and Raphael do like different like karate things that they had and then at the end they were like well we think that Raphael can be taught and it was right. like then ruben and i was yeah, like like what as a kid, for me, that was ridiculous. Um, well, you know what? My thought is they probably figured I could not afford to pay for two kids. And so they thought, mm, this kid has a little bit more. Let's, let's go with him. Mm -hmm. I don't, that's my thought. But as it was, it's like, I'm sorry. This whole thing, when they told me how that worked, it was like, I don't think so. And then Justin got involved through... Um, a friend of his, mm -hmm. the guy whose dad was a vet or something. Yeah. Got Justin into the pit axe there on and they she was by the month, a reasonable price. And um we all started. Yeah, no, I remember that. And we and as a Raleigh, family were learning karate. And Raleigh mm -hmm. was like four. He hadn't quite made five. And usually she didn't take him before five, but she agreed to take us all on. Me and dad got to yellow belts and then we decided. Yeah, then dad's and then dad's knees gave out. Dad's knees gave out and, and 
my wrists and things it's it we realized that we'll let the kids do it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah no i i liked karate I, I think i learned a lot uh from studying karate um no i think you guys all learned i hate that raleigh he's the only one that was the karate dropout and just got to his third black uh, third brown and didn't go for black i think was it third brown or? i think he was right yeah i think that was the I thought thing he, i thought he, i thought it was i thought it was like first or second brown i thought he was right up to the next step was black but because he was too young he had to wait to get the black. That was my remember, but I could be wrong. I, I I felt like he started to move away from it. I don't like I didn't I thought he only made it to like first or second brown. I don't yeah, remember. I could be wrong. I thought there was at least another another belt in there. I felt like his going away from karate had more to do with like when he like started puberty and whatnot, he like got like uh, he he had a lot going on, and he would he wanted to like go to high school go to and high stuff, school, right? Yeah. And I felt like that was kind of the stuff that pulled him away from that, karate. That could be, you know, he wouldn't want to admit that to his mother, probably. But Raphael, yeah, Raphael kept going at it. Yeah, no, uh, I'm a first degree black belt, but my brother is like a second or third degree black belt. Oh, now. I think he's higher than that. Oh, is he? Is it? Is he up to like fourth or fifth? Holy yeah, something like he he would know that too. No, he kept he kept getting advanced. So Raphael, I Raphael, right now you are you're a very high level black belt, and you're also a chemist. Uh, so you you could be the next Dolph Lundgren. You could be that the next one of him. <laughs> Who's it, Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren is an action movie star oh. who is, um, who despite the fact that he is a big tough guy, um, has like PhDs in, uh, in in well chemistry. Oh wow, huh. uh, yeah, interesting. Now I remember Raphael was the one that wanted to do karate. I mean. I think I wanted to do karate too. There was a lot of things well, I was you know into what? that was karate adjacent. You know what you said? You, I remember you saying it would help you get parts in movies. I did like, yeah. I did think that. Yeah. I did think that because I did like, I, I always enjoyed like action movies and stuff. Oh yeah, you used to, I would take you kids in the, remember that in the driving Yeah, I remember movie, going to the driving the movie. The big theaters. van and I, uh, ian and justin and you and the Raphael and raleigh and we'd mm -hmm. go so yeah i've got all those action movies under my belt <laughs> oh yeah we saw we saw a bunch of movies at the drive-in oh, uh drive-ins are so fun yeah drive-ins are fun uh i, I went to the drive-in um a couple of years ago a couple of times uh but yeah no drive-ins are drive-ins are great fun i, re I remember going to the drive-ins uh we saw a bunch of movies at the we drive -in, do. which you know it's a good deal it's, it's everybody it's a car load of people and right you get two movies right well one year we actually had a pass that we had unlimited movies and so we would go in like and see one movie on one screen and then we'd leave and come back and watch the movie on the other screen i do not remember that part i do that i do i don't remember what i wonder what movie we did that for not too many but occasionally you know they had the double screens mm -hmm. and sometimes you wanted the movie at this one the first movie but you wanted the second movie at that one no the times would have to line up well also right that's true too but um because because some movies don't line up like that. no they don't because one's longer one's shorter or something mm -hmm. 
you yeah you were you've always liked the action adventure movies oh yeah uh, so i don't i so i guess i got that from you dad has terrible taste in movies he does <laughs> like li like literally dad watches two two kinds of movies documentaries and comedies with like fart jokes like this this is like this is the range this is the range we're looking at dad would just sleep in the could just like go to sleep. sleep he'd fall asleep I, sometimes he'd get one movie in but he definitely he definitely wasn't seeing that second movie but he also hated the the mosquitoes that would yeah. drive him crazy <laughs> what he's always said a thing apparently mosquitoes are attracted to people who drink alcohol oh interesting so uh but uh stop yeah. drinking alcohol so he eventually stopped going to the movies with us the drive-ins because he <laughs> i don't remember when he stopped um but uh but yeah no i definitely remember the drive-ins i remember going to see lots of movies there good times they were they were fun um well our, my first job was at a drive-in movie theater oh, wow. in the concession stand uh, it was the ascot theater in on state road and what at that time was northampton it is now part of Cuyahoga falls but it was northampton and also where that theater is now there is a um, housing complex but um that was great fun because i could see you know watch the movies and stuff and you're only busy really at the intermissions and stuff in mm -hmm. the beginning and the makes sense yeah so that was my first job was to drive the concession stand at the drive-in movie theater yep that sounds like a fun job it was yep and uh as a kid i i would go to that theater with my parents usually there my dad would you know want to see a western or something but there mm -hmm. always were cartoons at the beginning and they also had a little playground so we'd go in our me and my sister would go in our pajamas and you'd play on the playground then you'd come in you'd watch the cartoons and then you'd fall asleep and then the parents would watch the second movie and then you'd go home and they'd take you to bed so yep so i've always been a drive-in movie theater since i was a small child so I wish there were still more of them around. Very good. Gone the way of the dinosaur. They're uh, still around. They're there's still, still around. a few of them, but not like, you know. It's like, yeah, there's like, uh, it's like four or so in the area. Oh, I know the one in between Kent and Ravenna, which is the one there's we used to The same to people who guys. own that one also own one in Barberton. I've heard of, I've never and been to that one. And then there's another, like, it's interesting because that, both of them, it's like the people who own the one in, near Ravenna, also the one own the one near Barberton. And then there's another uh, drive-in. I can't remember where it is, but they also own another drive-in somewhere oh, else. Okay, interesting. Yeah, drive-ins are pretty cool. They are. Oh, did you want to say anything about your movie aspects going out to California? With Dad? I mean, that feels like that's more of a dad thing, to be honest. I mean, like maybe i don't remember as a child that because like i guess my question would be like what uh if there was anything any way you were involved in that maybe i don't remember but like that is probably easily my most positive dad experience oh going with him to california going with him to california twice. to audition for this movie the movie by the way was called the mighty from the book freak the mighty yeah which was a cute little kid story and uh, and uh 
but uh and we even got to be extras in the movie yes i got to walk across the street although like i was watching it on tv one time and i did discover that our scene gets cut cut for television television. time oh that's annoying so that's if you watch it in the if you watch it on television you you will not see see 12 year old me you won't so you won't see the family walking across yeah. the street in this one scene so you have to you have to see the full movie to see us oh well that's sad to hear well but, i mean i don't know if it's every tv well, channel well but your like, uncle it was your uncle matt that, yeah, who, that said hey they're they're you got to make a we had made a video of you and sent it out yeah there. and uh and they wanted they flew you and dad out there yeah and then uh flew you back mm-hmm. and then they called back and said sharon stone wanted to meet you who was the mother in this the thing yep at the time she was like the highest paid uh um female actor in in hollywood and uh i had no idea who she was she she wasn't in any movies that young that young, young kids had seen. right no because like, she was in adult movies yeah no like <laughs> she was famous for this i believe it was it was called basic instinct or something and uh and like the movie is famous because there's a scene where like she essentially flashes the detectives by crossing and uncrossing her legs uh a shot that later she 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 a felt tricked into taking that shot and b um actually negatively impacted her child custody uh hearing later on in life oh i know wild but uh, she was nice enough um but i had no idea who she was not not even a little bit and she even tried i'm a social i was a socially awkward kid so i don't know how, i don't even know how my conversation with her went when she tried to get to know me um but uh but yeah it's a real she she was the person who insisted that i be given a second screen test uh which was a cool experience um sharon stone if, if you're out there <laughs> I'd still like to make a movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mom. What else is on? What else oh, you let's got see. Here? Uh, let me look at. Oh well, how about all the traveling? What any favorite traveling memories? I mean, traveling memories kind of uh, blend together a little right, bit because we did a lot of it. Um, as a kid, I always liked going to Florida, where Grandma lived. Right. Um, because love Grandma and and whatnot, and. Uh, and of course, you know, there was also D- Disney World. Uh, we got to go to Disney World there. Do you remember getting lost at Disney one, one of those times? I, I don't. You did. You got lost one of the um, By more striking memories. However, like, so like as a kid, like, like I like camping and all. But like <laughs> as a kid, there was like a point where it was, there were some points where I was like, why are we camping right now? <laughs> uh, like, and one of those was definitely when we went to the Florida Keys. Oh, like were you with one that of was some of the worst camping of my entire uh, life the mosquitoes like that was the second place the first place was the sand fleas like i don't know if you remember this no, but like we put the tent fleas. like accidentally like by a sand flea trap so you'd like get out of the tent and they'd like attack your feet and and it was terrible and that was that was the place where dad uh almost broke the law trying to like uh steal a conch uh, by the way by the way everyone is listening it's uh, not pronounced conch it's pronounced conch are you sure that wasn't behind the honda where he was trying to get the conch well 
so let me tell you what I remember. I remember okay. he found a, he found a living cock on the beach, oh, and he did, and he wanted to take it, and he he figured he could dry it out, and then he'd have the a whole shit the whole shell. But then he saw a sign at some point that, a, said, that said that that was illegal, so he went back and he put it back in the water. Yeah. No, I really have fond memories of that trip to the Keys. Oh, and then there was that one island okay, in the that Keys that the, we camped that, on. That and was that the worst was one. Horrific. Because it had all those mosquitoes. And was that you that said something about? I it? said this is hell. I thought I remembered that. Yes. It, it, and Dad was, of course, he had a. We all had those things little on. Little hats. It, it wasn't was, enough. It was only it was our heads, enough. right? It was only yeah. our heads. It wasn't our butt. And since then, Dad has gotten a full mosquito suit because he's really bad with yeah. mosquitoes. They make instant big welts on him. Yeah, that's... But me, I'm one of those people that even... I usually don't get bothered, but even on that that key, I, I did get bothered by the mosquitoes. Yeah, no, those were those were two of the worst camping experiences of my entire but life. you have to say Bahia Honda was nice. That I, was the one, which one was Bahia Honda? I don't remember That's the one like it. you're on a tropical beach. It had the palm trees. It had the white sand. You guys went snorkeling in the water. It was just... I like, mean, I remember a really nice see, big only, beach where I went snorkeling a lot. Oh, that was Bahia Honda. Was there a lot of people there? Yeah, because big... it was... Okay, a, it was so a, that was that was nice. Yes. I may not have realized that well, was part of the Keys. Well, you didn't probably know the name of it either. I, I may yeah. not have realized that was part of the Keys trip. Yeah, that was one of... Yes, that was the... Uh, like... Yeah, no, my major thought, my major memories of the Keys... Are the bad parts. Well, yeah. well I remember, yeah. like, we finally got into a hotel... Uh, uh, and then we went to Ripley's Believe It or Not, which was, as a kid, uh, I, I Key, thought was a lot of fun. Key West. That yeah, was Key, Key West. West. Key West was fun. I remember liking Key West. And do you remember going down on the with the boardwalk where all the, the guy that would get in the little cube, he would... Nope. Oh, he, he was one of those contortionists and he had this little well, It's wild the things you don't and, remember. And he squinched himself into the little... Now, I remember Ripley's Believe It or Not a lot more. Yeah, that was a fun. That was I liked fun. I liked fun houses. I remember going to we went to a fun house in Canada, and I think I, I had a really good time. And I always wish we went to more fun houses. Oh, uh, I didn't know you like, had a thing for fun houses. Well, we only went to one of them, <laughs> and I, I remember really enjoying it. Although there, I, I do believe there was probably a part where, that was a little scary. Um, but yeah, no, I remember that. I so I remember I do remember going to that trip to canada which it was to see the dead right yes it was yeah okay um and i remember us traveling to vermont to see the dead yeah we met we met uncle matt in vermont yeah. and then canada the right? vermont one i is probably one of the grateful dead shows i remember the best well because uh, it is pro because it was like the last, the last time we right. saw jerry right um and I remember the stay in vermont too because that now, movie the 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 hotel had a movie theater in it and I remember we we went the and we latches. saw that it was called the Latches. It was an old it was an old hotel, and it was the Latches Theater. And if you stayed at the hotel, you got free tickets to go see the movie. Do you remember the? Movie? I do remember the movie because I that was the sh we saw the Shadow. The Shadow, uh, which made me a fan of the Shadow, yeah. and I no, used to a... listen to the radio shows after that. As that a kid. was a great movie. Now oh, I yeah. really have fun. No, that was actually we went to Vermont um, to see the dead twice. 
I don't remember so the other you, time. You, you may have them connected together. So was that not the last time we were in Vermont? Is that, that was the last time, but it was like, because they I feel were both like, dead shows, but we hit the last, the one before Jerry. Wait, the, was the last show we saw with Jerry in Vermont or Canada? Vermont. Okay. Canada was earlier. Because I remember when we went to see the, the Canadian show, um, the Canadian police eventually just like, yeah, just take down the fence. And they let... <laughs> No, that was Vermont. Oh, that was Vermont. That was Vermont. I, that's weird because I remember saying like, "Man, these Canadian cops are cool." Maybe I, I thought maybe was... I thought we were in Canada when oh. we were in Vermont. I don't know. I would have been Matt like, "Matt and Pat and Kathy were with us, right?" And I I don't remember that part. Okay, you don't remember they were with us. I don't. I I oh, remember maybe that was the first one. No, I remember because I remember the, I remember the them taking down the fence to let the people in was the last show I saw. Yeah. Okay. Um. At least I think it was. No, you were you were younger when we went to Canada to see the dead, and it was indoor. Uh... Or was it, or was it that they took the fence down in Canada and like at the Vermont show? No, I was like, Canada was. They would have been cool. Canada's was indoor shows. Oh, no, that's why I don't remember them. Yeah. The only indoor show I remember is when that guy accidentally bent, burnt me with his cigarette, um, which wasn't really his fault. Although I will say, like. He took the exact wrong approach to get a kid not to be burned by your cigarette, oh. which was that he was like, I'm going to hide this cigarette. Oh, and, and like, so like my, and like, I could tell he was hiding something and like, I just wanted to know what was behind him. Oh, and no. so like, yep, it was a cigarette and I burned myself. Yeah. What, do you remember what show that one was or no? Uh, no. I remember that was an indoor show. I don't like indoor shows. No, I prefer the outdoor I ones. Like, do you remember any of the? Uh, what is even the Buckeye appeal Lake? of indoor? I don't understand indoor concerts in general. Like, it's just like why? Well, to hear the music. The yeah, but and... but now you're like trapped here <laughs> in your seat, and it's like a thing. I don't know. Like, there's just something freer about an outdoor concert. Indoor concerts is like, oh, I feel like I have to sit here. Right, right. And 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 my seat is some type of valuable property I'm defending. It's just no, it's terrible. Like, even if I went to Blossom, the last place I'd want to sit would be in the pavilion. Pavilion, right? Like, yeah. are you kidding me? We could be sitting on the grass, <laughs> and you want me to sit it's in this pavilion? pavilion? Do you remember? Um, we went to a show with Phil. It was an outdoor show. I feel like we went to a bunch of shows. Show. Yeah, but he was he carried you in on his shoulders, and it was like in West somewhere. Yeah, know. no, I was a small child, so people mistook yeah. me for a baby for a while. Yeah, and then the you remember any of the uh, Buckeye Lake shows? You, we had all three of you, and all two of you. I was probably not aware that of the location. Oh right, yeah, this is true. But th that's that was an outdoor one where we had that. The burly that we'd turned the bicycle burly into a big stroller, and you guys would all sit in the stroller and we'd bring you in in that. Is that a venue that is also like Blossom? Yes, yes. Okay, I think I do have memories of that. Yeah. One time it rained. Yes. And you guys are sitting there under an umbrella in the. Yeah, room. no, I remember that was that was one show that was one show where a hippie creeped me out. Oh. Uh, I remember like, I was very like gregarious although odd child and I, I could make friends with almost any adult yes i remember and that, i remember yeah. there was this one guy and like like at, at some point in the concert he was like how would you like to come home and live with me and i was like whoa and i was like and then i just went and sat in the stroll in the in the stroller, stroller thing the rest of the, the show. show i was like oh, wow, just... i was like oh f <laughs> i mean 
Uh-oh. Excuse my French there, Grandma. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, forget this. That's that's too much. I don't know. Like, if I give that guy the benefit of the doubt, I'll just assume he was tripping. Uh, <laughs> but like, that was a moment where I was like, nope. Oh, I noped wow. out real hard. Oh, yeah, it was, was... It was actually, I'm glad I like, it was one of the few times in my young life where like, like a red flag had actually like instantly clicked in my head. What? Yeah, nope. Right. No, nobody should like ask you, right? He never told us that. I didn't. I don't I, remember. I feel, I don't it's know. like I would remember, but maybe I forgot. Uh, my memory's not what it used to be. I understand. Oh, do you remember one Grateful Dead show? It was some, I'm not sure where we were. You had drawn some pictures and you were selling them out of the back. I know, I was of the, trying to, yeah, I remember, I remember trying to trade or sell pictures out of the back of the our vw van yeah no a young entrepreneur right yeah i saw i knew that grateful dead parking lots were essentially bazaars for right. selling stuff <laughs> so you get you got involved in that i don't remember where that show was a couple shows i think i did that yeah yeah we went to oh train trips what are your memories of train trips not anything super clear but i did like going on trains um i remember us traveling to florida by train and i remember that one i remember some specific things about that one because let me tell you before we traveled twice to florida by train. i thought so okay first time was they still had a train station in quaker square well that, I remember. And we, I remember the train station from, in Quaker Square. And we left from there, and it was super long. It stopped at all these little towns. We went through Pennsylvania, and then down the coast, and and then um, Grandma and Grandpa picked us up at a bus station, I think, or something. Anyways, then the second time we took the car train, where you drive to Lorton, Virginia. You put your vehicle on the, or they put your vehicle on the train. Oh, I do not remember and that And then part. we drive, you leave at um, three o'clock in the afternoon from Lorton, Virginia, and you get down to Florida around Sanford, Florida, I think, and which is kind of near Disney World. And then you, it's all straight shot. You don't stop anywhere. The only people on the train are the people going they have their cars on the train so uh, the next day you're in florida and um you have your car with you and i think that I, might be when we went to the keys i think maybe i mean like we definitely had our car with us in the keys because yeah. we needed to travel between the islands right and, and then we'd visit whenever we were in mm-hmm. florida we'd visit was Grand that Island. the year we also camped at disney world um i remember one year at one disney year we where we camped, did go to the right. campground yeah uh that might have been that year they all kind of blend together yeah they do but uh, but uh the thing i remember about traveling the, on the train was just like general memories of walking through the train i remember watching a movie on the train that was the car train it was After about a they they would um feed you had your you got free dinner and then after dinner, there was a movie. To it watch. was a, it was like one of those weird buddy cop movies where I think the cop had to like work with a kid to solve the crime. I, I, I want to say it was Burt Reynolds, but I honestly don't remember. Uh, That's more than me. I just like remember. cop and a half or something. Oh, interesting. Uh, but, but yeah, I remember that. And I also remember, I think it might have been the same one. Like at the final train station we got to, or maybe it was the other one. I remember 
I remember we got some Harvey comic books, like uh, like Richie Rich and Casper. Wow, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> That's just the kind of thing you would remember. Yeah, no. Um, actually, comic books are a big are some of my big memories in in Florida because uh, I remember there's a comic book store. Actually, there were two comic book stores, like within walking distance of Grandma's. Ah. Um, when she lived in that in that condo. Condo, right. Um. And that was where I collected a bunch of Planet Terry comic books, which was uh, which was a kids line of comic books put out by Marvel called like Star Comics. Oh. Uh, and it was it was the story of this guy named Planet Terry who was like a space orphan looking for his parents, and he just would have these adventures where he would gather new new crew members from different planets onto oh. his crew. And it was like uh it was like a serial storytelling, like each, well, like kind of like each comic would have like its own like adventure for that, but it would always end on a cliffhanger to the next one. Oh. Uh so you'd buy the next one. <laughs> yeah, I have I got ended up with like seven issues of it or something as a kid. And there was like a fantasy version of Planetary that I can't remember what it was called, but it was I had an, one issue of that, but it was like almost the same concept instead of science fiction. It was fantasy. Uh, see, the first year we went, we didn't have Raleigh yet. Uh, it was just you and uh, Raphael. And I made, I, you each had little bags that I made up with lots of little gifts in it. Mm -hmm. And so on the long trip, you'd get to open a gift and it would be just little fun things to do on the train, maybe coloring books, crayons. I remember doing a lot of drawing. I drew, yeah. I, I was, I drew like lots of pirates at the time. Yeah. Oh. I remember I had one notebook that was just entirely drawings of pirates um, uh, at the time. And then on the way back, we stopped at the Children's Museum in Philadelphia. We had a, a layover in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Children's Museum, while we waited for our next train to take us back to um, Akron. And so we had this big layover and we went to the, we could walk to the children's museum from the train station. I don't, you doesn't sound like it's ringing a bell. I mean, I remember us going to places like that, but it's, it's very yeah. like, I know that those were types of places we went to and that oh, right. I enjoyed Cause we them. also went to one in Florida that was a children's museum. And I remember we used to go to the inventor, the inventor. In... And now it's a, high school or something is it a high school I it's still by it the other day is it a high school oh, or maybe man. it's a middle school i don't I know miss, what to... i missed that science museum akron you missed out yeah i don't know what happened it was fun i liked going there yep but and they had i remember yeah. I, I remember they had the classic arcade game show came there one time ah very cool um oh speaking of pirates do you remember your fifth birthday no okay it was at grandma's house here at this house where you mm -hmm. live now. It was out in the backyard. It was a nice day, but we'd made a pinata. You, you helped us make- I a, remember we made pinatas a, pirate, a few years. It was a pirate pinata and it was a pirate head. And we felt, and then when we went to beat it, to get the candy out, you were really upset that we were gonna break the pinata. I see you don't Yeah, know. no, that, that would have been, that sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like me. And we're like, but didn't you know that's what you do with the pinata? It's break it. And, and uh, that that sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you didn't have. It's like um, I think your little your cousin Amber was probably here, and 
Mm-hmm. Maybe Tommy was here. And Probably Lee. Five. Yeah, Lee would have been here. And, and uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, so let me see. Train trips and some pictures of, let's see. Hold on. Where were we? Do you remember? Uh, you were looking at your list oh, to see okay. what you wanted to ask me next. Okay. Piece of candy, sorry. Okay. Anything to remember you want to talk about? Um, I guess one of my favorite, I guess one of my favorite things was as a kid, you recorded Treasure Island. You, you made your own audiobook reading of Treasure Island for us to listen to in the car. And I think it's, a, I don't know, that really stuck with me. Maybe one of the trips to Florida or something. It wasn't even just that. It was like, there was some part of me that was aware you were doing it. Like there was a, that you, it, that you, would, you were putting in this effort into this project that uh, i don't know i think even as a kid i somehow appreciated that on some point in some way yeah i know i don't know if i really fully understood it at the time but like not until you were older i mean like i I assume it was more of a feeling at the time not like a full realization well that's cool yeah no i we listened to all kinds of stuff we did uh uh, we got those books on tape from uh, the land of make-believe i think yeah the yeah. uh the odyssey. odyssey right yeah no the by odds, odds Bodkins. Yeah. no i remember listening to that um a lot that one was that was probably one of our favorites right i remember we listened to that one in the car all the time we also did all the lord of the rings books and the hobbit and the hobbit um yeah no books on tape were a big back, part of my my childhood development back in the days of cassette tapes <laughs> I mean, it moved to CDs and whatnot. Right. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you couldn't record as easy as you could on cassette decks. That's true. Well, I mean, the thing about CDs is you would need a computer and you'd need to right, record right. onto the computer and then you need to burn it to the disc. Yeah, it was more complicated. Oh, do you remember once we were traveling and Dad was asking you something and, and you said... Um, don't bother me. I'm imagining. Um, I don't remember the exact uh, incident, but I remember hearing about this for most of my life. Oh, right, because it was such a. It was just like you, you're in your your own head, and you didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, well, it's amazing how much uh, I both change and didn't change. <laughs> um. <clears throat> And also, when you would play with your brothers, you would always you would kind of want to direct the the action and what they the the scene and the stuff. You you were that director. Oh, which reminds me, I loved the play you did when you were at Kent State. You were oh, the play I wrote in college. The, the play you wrote and directed, mm-hmm. all about conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a fun um, play. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's called the dead bee conspiracy. Um, that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I had, I had a good time with that. Uh, it's a shame that the video recording is actually missing just a little bit. Cause at some point, I don't know, it ended up as two files instead of one. Oh, 
but uh so there's just a little bit from the from like part of the play that's missing missing oh bummer but yeah no um i really had a good time writing and directing that play um all my friends ended up acting in it it was uh it was a really good time no it was fun it was really like i uh so you got your your directing in when yeah, I got some directing in. Well, um, when you were a little kid that said you're going to be an actor and a director. So. Yeah, no. I'll, as I've gotten older, I've realized that directing is the thing I can do, but that is, uh, I don't know, it's... You prefer not. Uh, yeah, no. Directing is, uh, directing is a lot. <laughs> and uh, at the time, I realized... And, I'm, and, I, I, and like, I guess one way I had changed is that I had gone from being like trying to tell everyone what to do to being um, an improv probably did this to me, but like being fully co uh, collaborative. And uh, so like, I was very open to actors trying new things and whatnot. And this annoyed my stage manager. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, they, they thought I was, I don't know. They thought they they viewed it as as they thought I needed to be harder about it. But like I don't know. Like there was always a part of me that's like, no, I, I don't know. I've always viewed the art of creating as a very collaborative uh, thing when it comes to to theater. Right. Um. Probably the shows I had the most fun with. Uh, we're probably the plays we made uh, with the New World Children's oh, Theater yes, in Jackson. Yeah, those were great. Fun. Um, because we got to write, write and the, direct, right, right, and everything. And, yeah, no, that was it was good times. How old were you when you started those? You remember? I was twelve. Twelve, okay. Because um, yeah, I was roughly twelve. Because my first play, I got did my first play with Antic when I was ten, uh, but I turned eleven while it was happening. And then uh, I think I did, an, I don't know. I can't remember what else I did when I was 11, but I believe I was 12 when I started doing the World Children's Theater. I think that's right, because Raleigh was five, and that would have been, he was seven years younger than you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I remember, I remember that. I remember the first play I did with New World Children's Theater. Uh, it was uh, a murder mystery. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but essentially, um, essentially that the character I played was a was a detective who oh, I yeah I who, remember. like I don't know I don't know what was going on with my brain like when I was this age. But like at some point, like I'd gotten like after I started reading, the first thing I got into was Batman, and so I like I was just. I was just obsessed with Batman comics and I had tons of Batman comic books and a character from the Batman comic books that I had slowly become like a fan of was this detective named Harvey Bullock, um, who, who was kind of like, who, it, which is an interesting character to latch onto because he's just this, he's just this sort of, uh, He's this, he's this, he's this, he's this fat detective who eats lots of donuts and he's, <laughs> and he's kind of like the, 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 the tough guy of the police department. And he has to, and his partner is a woman who, who is like the more reasonable one of the two. And for some reason that was a character I latched onto. So like, I literally 
like base this character and like his name and everything off of Harvey Bullock from the Batman comic oh. books. And and yeah, no. Um, and then I proceeded to dress like him for like at least 10 years. Um, <laughs> although the, the look was altered in my teenage years when I got into the Matrix and that changed the color of the the trench coat from like the traditional brown, brown to, to, to the, black the black one right okay. so i had no idea that was based on a detective that that yeah from of, batman sort of a tan tinge trench coat or yeah no and like he had the fedora and everything and he would smoke stokes stogies uh five o'clock shadow interesting yeah no i, I remember those plays were such fun with you guys uh all mm -hmm. the kids all the little homeschool kids and you did that for quite a yeah no years, we did i mean i did it up until i was like 19 yeah and like as like basically like late age teenagers we we wrote two more we essentially wrote two more plays that were a lot of fun uh the first one was it was enough we went but we're like we were we went back to a murder mystery and we called it uh la poulet sans tete which the i understand chicken minus its head yeah chicken without a head yeah um which with the whole idea is it took place in france uh at, at what it turned out not to give away the spoiler or anything but it turned <laughs> out to be uh, an insane asylum um so like it was it was it was pretty interesting no, that was a fun one. I that one had the bass boy and Chitlin in it, and they all had that long, uh, the dread thing. Yeah, no, he 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 had that for a while. We still yeah. lived at the farm when he first uh, grew grew like that. First, I forget um, what they Phil call it. That. I forget uh, what they call it. He had a yeah, rap. He had a rap. Yeah, Phil did the Just, rap for him. He Just... looked. He looked. He had the look that Anakin Skywalker would later have. Ah. well i mean except that anakin skywalker would like cut all of it off except, except the rap, rap Raphael had the the rap with the, like the rest of the hair. hair yeah uh so that that was fun um yeah, yeah those were what was the you said there were two that... oh right and then we did uh frankula oh yeah frankula which yeah, was, was uh one. probably our magnum opus um as far as as comedy writing goes as a group um because i remember that play uh i played dr frankenstein um or as i called myself dr f uh -huh. um and essentially um the whole idea is we were renting out a room and and uh this ancient vampire played by uh played by my friend uh justin harrison uh, played the vampire but the whole idea was that instead of having like the typical like suave like mysterious vampire who was like uh very like self-assured and like into his power like instead like this vampire showed up and he was like a nerd <laughs> like he was he was like very like awkward and social and like and whatnot and and dr frankenstein uh mistook like would mistake his like weird vampire eccentricities and like his his name was Stu Stu the vampire we picked oh, Stu yes, because Stu. we thought it was like the least possible like cool name right that yeah. you could have no offense to stewards in the world <laughs> uh Stuart's a fine name but uh but like he starts off 
And like early on, my character mistakes his eccentricities for like being Jewish. <laughs> um, like he comes, like I remember, I remember one line, one thing that we we wrote was that like he comes in with like a beanie. My character mistook it for a yarmulke, <laughs> and like he immediately took the hat off and was like, "Oh man, the propeller fell off my beanie." <laughs> uh, and it was that kind of stuff. stuff yeah, and like. Raphael played a vampire hunter who wasn't who was like not the sharpest uh, tack in the in in the box, and uh, and like the the two deals with him of course is that he's he's hunting this vampire who is Stu, um, and and at the same time he is also um, having like a romance with Doctor Frankenstein's daughter, um, who was. Who was played by Caitlin Williamson? Okay, that's what I thought. And yeah. then, and then, and then, like, and like, we brought in almost all the Universal Studios monsters. I can't remember if we had a werewolf, um, but like, we also brought. There was a like, um, we had uh, Caitlin Klingman played the mummy. Essentially, like, we find a mummy in the in the doctor's basement, and then <laughs> she comes out, and the and the doctor and the mummy go to get married and stuff. <laughs> and there was there was a whole bunch of wacky stuff like that um and like it also and like of course um we called him bass boy but he's more commonly known oh, now right. as yeah, right. uh you know you 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 grew up with him as uh oh, crap what is his real name uh it's he he uh, tours and plays country music <laughs> oh um, boy now i feel really stupid um sorry about that ah it's like i could name drop someone and i've literally forgotten their name because like i okay so what's chitlin's jessica oh jessica mayfield, mayfield and david mayfield david you gotta mayfield, you gotta, yeah. you gotta work back that way yeah no um i also know jessica lee mayfield uh she was also in this play and she played uh oh, crap who did she play what was her, what was her part i forget i don't remember either but at that time her nickname was Chitlin. Yeah. And you guys tried to get her real name and she refused. No, she wouldn't tell us she her real name. She wouldn't tell you the real name. Uh, she insisted she go by Chitlin. And so now that's like the name that's in my brain, Chitlin and Bass Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they um, but they got a they have a they have a wild they have, Yeah, it was it was fun working with both of them, but uh um he played David Lee Mayfield played uh, Frankenstein's monster, uh, which was great for him because he didn't have any lines. He just had to act physically, <laughs> and he was into that. He also played the he also played the dead body in Le Poulet Sans Tête, and I remember Chitlin's role in that one a lot more because she was the maid and she was oh, super yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, there there were a lot of there were a lot of good people in that play. Uh, but, uh, you know, I remember, uh, we made, we were one of the, we were one of the first to make fun of the Verizon wireless guy. Uh, cause there, there was a, there was a scene where like, like my character is, my character is, uh, talking to, uh, was talking to the vampire hunter and he's like explaining that he's a vampire hunter. Um, and, uh, as he and as he's explaining his him being himself being a vampire hunter 
on the Verizon wireless guy just walks in the front door saying, doing the line, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And when he gets off stage, Raphael just jumps up and like, I forget if it was like an ax or a stake, but he throw or a knife or something, but he throws, he throws it off stage and we hear the, the Verizon wireless guy gets, get hit by it and, and die. And, <laughs> and I turn to him and I go, the Verizon wireless guy bust a vampire. And he's like, no, someone just had to do that. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Frankula was Frankula was great. Yeah. Um, it was also my first time working uh, with my friend Angie, who I would later go to college with, um, and would be in my improv troupe and uh, be my stage manager for that play we mentioned previously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, lots of great memories. Lots yeah. of great memories. No, those were always great fun when you guys did those. And you started out really small in little venues and then you worked your well, way up to... The fun thing was we started off at the Mantis in, in Kent. Um, slash Some plays we did, the first show we did was East of the Sun, West of the Moon. And we did that in the, what at the time was the Standing Rock, uh, Standing Rock Cultural Arts uh, Gallery. Which was very it was very small, small yeah. um, but it was also where Jimmy Image kind of lived, um, which I did not know. Like, I just knew Jimmy Image as this sweet dude who, uh, well, I knew him actually a couple ways. He was the, he was the father of a childhood friend. Um, and then also he, who ironically was not part of this scene at all. Um, but he, uh, I did not know at the time that he was like kind of famous in the local punk scene uh and but i just knew him as the guy who did all the sound stuff for our plays and and who everyone thought was super cool um and uh so i remember i remember jimmy and but we we would do it we would do like one show we would do in the art gallery in our season and then we would because we did we would do like two shows a year i feel like yeah I because there was always yeah, a show yeah. when it was hot and there was always a show when it was cold, cold. um and it was at least two issues. There may have been years where we did more. Um, but but I remember we we performed in the Mantis, uh, the, in the Mantis, which was actually like a punk, uh, was like a punk venue where like punk bands would play, um, which was fun because sometimes we'd come in to set up for our shows and there'd be like broken glass all over the place. Um, but, uh, but like I didn't, but like there was a part of me that was aware of it, but I didn't realize how significantly how significant of a venue it was until I was watching a rock documentary many years later. And like I saw Devo on that stage and I was like, wait a minute, Devo is playing in the Mantis. <laughs> and that, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. But yeah, no, I always loved doing those shows there. And I remember when we, when we did that first murder mystery, it was interesting because somehow we had attracted like a crowd of drunk college students who would like keep coming to the show after they went to the bars, uh, it, it, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh. Oh, do you remember when we uh, lived at the, uh, there in Boston Heights where we would climb the ravines, climb around in the ravines and stuff? Oh, you don't remember. Wait, no, that was, that was the farm, right? Yeah, the farm. Well, that was Boston. Yeah, the farm was in Boston Heights. On yeah, no, I remember, I remember going all over those ravines yeah that was... like it was a thing that happened so uh so so commonly that i don't actually like oh it's just remember specific, specific times, times. No, it was it's... just like there's this 
I knew that that was a thing we did all the time. Right. And I remember that there was like those trees on the front of the property right up at the street that I would go and like uh, hide under them and like pretend it was almost like a natural fort almost a little bit. Cool. Yeah, that, that the farm was nice living there with James and Bernice and yeah. Oh wait, that reminds me. I wanted to ask this. It, okay, so is it true that I met Stephen Gaskins when I was a child? Yes, and and Ina May Gaskin. They came to visit Bernice at the. I think they were heading to something up in Cleveland, and they stopped in to see Bernice there at the. Wow. Yes, they were. Stephen Gaskins is a very famous hippie for anyone who's not not familiar started a a community that's still going on in tennessee Mm -hmm. which is was its name was the farm and which was confusing for me as a child which is where uh, bernice uh came from yeah and she met james down there and yeah no like i always like think of where like for all intents and purposes i i very much considered the farm we lived on was essentially like a miniature commune like that's that's how I interpret that period of my well, life. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, there was James and Bernice, and Bernice's two daughters, Chloe and Sadie. Mm-hmm. Our friend Tim was there. Yeah. There was. Well, it started out just Reuben, mm-hmm. and then we had Raphael, and then we had Raleigh, and then we also were taking care of a young man with Down syndrome, Terry, who lived mm-hmm. there. And, and then uh, Jasper and her mom lived there right, for a couple of years. Right, Jasper. Who is Jimmy Image's kid. Right. And uh, yes, so that was a fun place. I, I, we were close to the bike trail, so we would hike and take bike rides. Yep. That was nice. And they had, oh, and Bernice, James and Bernice had a horse and a pony, which was, um, did you ever get the ride on? Yeah, no, I remember being on the horses. Yeah, right. Which horse to me back then horses were gigantic. Okay. Tony, oh, they um Tony was a huge horse because it pulled an Amish buggy. They had an Amish buggy that they'd kind of tricked out with yellow wheels that and mm-hmm. didn't look like an Amish buggy anymore, but so he had to be big to pull this um buggy. So yes, he was Reuben a giant horse. And <laughs> so and to you as a little kid, he probably really looked like a giant horse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember they had a pony too. A pony, Miss Nell. She was, um, uh, hmm. was Tony the name of the horse? I think the horse was Tony and Miss Nell was his companion because um, horses need like buddies and stuff. Mm. Well, that makes sense. Like sheep need buddies. Remember the sheep we had? Sheep? I do remember when we owned the sheep with uh, the best lawnmowers we ever had. <laughs> Although, oh my God, we never got good at shearing them. No, do you remember Raphael passed out that first time we were shearing the sheep? Because of course we waited until it was already hot to shear them. Anyway. Yes, right. It was really. I remember the time Dad almost clipped me with the clippers. <laughs> I've got. I have this shirt upstairs. It's my Babes in Toyland shirt from oh, when no. I. He did that at Weathervane, which may be the last musical I ever auditioned for. Um, that was fun, though. I played Rodrigo. Um, but I had that shirt, and I remember, like, we're trying to shear the sheep, and, like, somehow I'm, like, on the ground, and, like, Dad's shears just come right there, and it's like there's a hole in the shoulder of that shirt oh, wow. where dead. Dad nearly clipped me. Oh, man. 
I think that that may have even been like one of the last times I agreed to do that. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. They didn't last real long. And I mean, I felt like we had the sheep for a few years. Oh, well, we did, but they, they sh well, what? It's Molly and, uh, what was the other one? I don't Molly remember. and, uh, I don't remember the, I don't remember their names. Well, uh, Molly was the girl sheep and Albert, Molly and Albert. And, um, yeah. I remember dad used to take, when we just had the one sheep, dad used to take her everywhere. Oh, right. We, they, we had put in for these, they were South, baby South Down sheep. So they weren't going to get huge. And we put in a request for them from this breeder in somewhere South of Akron. And um, they called us and said, oh, the one sheep, its mother has rejected it. It won't nurse it. You want to take it home and nurse it. So we, we took the kitchen table out of the kitchen, put a pen up, straw down on the floor, and uh, made it a place where we kept feeding it until the other one was ready. To... Impressively, I forgot that part. Ah, till the other one was ready, and then we had both of them, and then they lived in a pen outside. Sheep are also another thing you shouldn't just have one of. They need to have a companion. Animals, yes. so expensive. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember we'd drive around with the sheep in like a baby's car seat. Yes. Yeah, dad would take it with He worked at uh, the... At church. Church, uh, let's see, church in Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah. And he'd take it and show the kids at the daycare. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that was yeah, that was Albert, Molly and Albert. Then we had rabbits, and yep. chickens, and then Raleigh got that. In all honesty, I think my childhood burned me out on pets. Ah, oh. like as <laughs> as an adult now, like uh, like every pet I I have owned since has been like someone else's idea. Oh, uh, like even Rose, who I adore, uh, was something that like. My my ex was always like, you should get a cat. Ah, uh, so that wasn't your own idea. I mean, I mean, I can, I mean, I I I agreed to it, but it was I would probably not, not have, have gotten a cat if it. someone oh. had not been like, you I think you would benefit from help owning a cat. Well, it's good to have a companion around the house with you. Yeah, no, it. My favorite thing about owning a cat is that there's constantly someone who can look at me like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, sometimes I just like to randomly do dance in front of her so she can look at me confused. <laughs> oh, well, sorry we burned you out on animals, Ruben. I, I mean, a lot. I mean, like <laughs> the routine of it, I think, just wore me down. Like, well, yeah, there is a lot of work. Like rabbit of. rabbits were a lot. Owning rabbits was so much. Yeah. Every day you gotta go out and you gotta bring them water and food and then <laughs> and then in the winter you gotta change the water maybe once or twice a day because it's gonna freeze. <laughs> oh. oh now see Raphael used to complain that we made him do all the animal chores, but I guess I could hear you were doing animal chores too. Well, I, I mean the rabbits were the ones that I took care of, You're if up. I remember correctly. Although I think I think he did help with the rabbits too. Um and I didn't ask for the parrot, um, someone else's idea to get the parrot. No, but then I was, was the only one the parrot liked. That and was somebody that Daniel knew. 
somebody they knew had a parrot they were trying to get rid of. And that's how we ended up with the parrot. Mm -hmm. Well, the parrot wasn't my idea, but it yeah. ended up becoming my responsibility, which was terrible because I went off to college. That needed to be someone else's responsibility. Yeah. So I always wondered, you just wanted to get out of the house and go live on campus or what? I just I don't know. I felt like there was experiences I was missing, missing out on. Oh, because you were living at home. Yeah. I'm sure you had good times there. For the most part. Living in an apartment was probably more fun than living, oh, living, living in a, a dorm. dorm. Right. Because like living in a dorm, uh, I don't know. I never had a roommate when I lived in the dorm, so it was kind of like a, a very common feeling of isolation. Can you yeah. what called? We're talking about all the different animals. Oh, right, uh, right, yeah. Well, we still got a bunch of chickens, mm -hmm. a, two dogs, a cat. And you just have I just, a cat. I, yeah, I just have a cat because it's the animal I have an attention span for. <laughs> well, you got one that's kind of skittish and she hides a lot, so. She does. Um, and she also likes to sleep upstairs where it's warm. Uh or she likes to sleep on the top, on the back of that one chair in the other room by the window. Ah, probably likes to look out the, our cat likes to look out the window and see what's going on out there. But yeah, no, like, I don't think, I don't know if I could take care of a dog. No, they're more demanding. Dog seems like a lot of work. It, it, it is, it, they're more demanding. Although apparently they're healthier than, to own than cats. Oh, huh, like, uh, like dogs are apparently better for the human gut biome than, than cats are. Hmm. I hadn't heard that. Ah, yeah, no, just stuff I hear on NPR every once in a while. Right, yeah, you always pick up lots of facts and interesting tidbits of stuff. My brain's just like, hey, that's a thing we should, uh, that seems like an interesting thing to know. We should hang on to that. Although, like, the, the frustrating thing, though, is that, like, you, you spend a life doing that, and, like, slowly over time, like, certain things in your head get debunked, and you're like, god dang it. I'm carrying around this junk oh forever. and it wasn't real it was just like yeah something. no that's always very annoying it's like oh this factoid meant nothing oh do you remember about when we moved to stowe oh yeah i remember moving to stowe like was i seven seven we moved there no, when no, i was no, seven nine, nine sorry wait i was gonna say i felt no, like i was nine you or were ten nine. raleigh was two and you were seven years older that's i got the seven no, it was, you were you were like probably I, nine because Raleigh, you were. You know, I remember moving to Stowe. Um, for the most part, that was pretty cool. Um, spent a lot of my developmental years there in Stowe. Right. Stowe itself is not a very exciting city. <laughs> there's just not really a lot going on there. This is they don't true. have like a real like. There's not a part of Stowe where you'd point to and go. This is Stowe. This is downtown Stowe. Like there's yeah, not right. really like Cuyahoga Falls has a downtown yeah, like, where they do stuff and uh like there's like Stowe just doesn't feel like it has a centrality to it at all. Like maybe it's because it originally was like farmland. Right, it was. It was but like there's just it it net there's not there's no part of Stowe that feels like this is the harder center of Stowe. Like Stowe feels like a weird transitional city between the three main cities around it, which are like Kent yeah, and Kent Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah, Kent has a very, very and... defined downtown. And uh, Cuyahoga Falls has very defined downtown. Mm -hmm. And 
You're right. Stowe does not have any such thing. Like and it's this. confusing because like they have shopping centers just like these other places. But like, I don't know. Wait, are there any bars? Are there any bars in Stowe? I don't, I can't think of any bars in Stowe. There, there is, is that why there's no central downtown to no, Stowe? There's no bars? There, There is a... Uh, no local watering hole. Margaritas or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't really drink. But not a lot. They, they don't have very many. That, you're right. I never thought of that. And uh, they have a lot of just regular restaurants that they, maybe you can get. But there's no, there's like no real place to like gather in Stowe. You're right, there's not. Which reminds me, I saw the new playground they put in at that one place we used to go to all the time that used to have the awesome wooden playground. They've now replaced it with a multicolored metal thing. I gotta say, though, it's spread out. I guess there's that's lots a... of stuff. I hate the ones where I mean, it they, is just, about, like... they just plop one blob in the middle of the playground that's got everything, and it's mm -hmm. like this just one blob. It's like Where's your kids going to run around? Where are you going to encourage them to go to another thing? I mean, like, I guess that is the upside of it, is it is comparable in terms of size and scope to the old one. I was surprised as I'm watching them build it. I'm like, wow, cool. There are lots of pieces and lots of equipment and lots of stuff. It's not just one of those and it's, and stick a blob in the middle. And, and it's also still better than that other playground and stove they put in there where it's like, one blob in the middle I mean, yeah it's but it's all red and also like there's no there's like no coverage oh right no like it's just straight out in the sun, sun right yeah. get your child boiled alive <laughs> it's next to safety town yeah right miniature towns always intrigued me as a child i don't know we went to one in the florida at the children's museum i don't know if you mm -hmm. remember that or not it was uh well, i don't even mean the kind you can walk around but also like i do remember I do oh. remember the Children's Museum, actually. There was a lot of, I, if the Children's Museum is the location I think it is, then I remember a lot of cool things from the Children's Museum. Well, uh, yeah. Well, which kind of miniature towns are you talking about? Like, I mean, those kind too, but like also like miniature miniatures, like- You mean like you like sit on your like, table Yeah, like or model, and like oh, stuff like okay. that. Oh yeah, we used to remember our train we had that little Playmobil train. That... Oh yeah, I remember Dad built that Playmobil train table, uh, which was a pro. So like I don't know, maybe I maybe I got not finishing projects from Dad uh, because like the the train table was something he would like periodically go back and try to improve. Like I remember he like he. At one point he started to make a tunnel and like he built, he like modeled the tunnel and made it with chicken wire and plaster and like at, gave it like a, a waterfall and stuff. And that was pretty cool. And, and like, there was always the implication he was gonna do more and then he didn't. <laughs> yeah. The one thing, the biggest mistake he made though was um, attempting to like use seashells to decorate oh. like around it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, such a hazard. So, like you're just getting stabbed and cut by seashells all the time <laughs> like you accidentally back into it and it's like ah right yeah he moved he made... he made the edges more dangerous is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so he, he built that there at the the farm yeah 
And then he transported and then it to he, Stowe. Now it's in Stowe, but now it's just become the junk. He keeps talking about cleaning it off and making the train run again. And I mean, he's at the right age, you know. That that sounds like a, the perfect, the perfect like hobby for a guy dad's age. He should he should he should consider doing that. Yeah, he should, he should consider doing it. Turn it into a little tableau, you know. Have the train run around. It'd be great. Give him something productive to do. Because <laughs> uh, he needs to clean out that room. I think you have stuff in that room. I know room. I have stuff in that room, but every time I go to get stuff out of that room, it's buried under more of other people's stuff. Well, this is true. Makes it very frustrating to find anything. I am looking for so many Game Boy games. Oh. There, there are Game Boy games somewhere in that house. I'm sure And I are. want them back. <laughs> um. Comic books, too, I'm certain. Yeah, though some of them got ruined down in the flood. I recovered a lot of those. Oh, well, that's good. Although they will never be worth money now. Uh, you were hoping to make money on them? No, but like, it's still lame to like, it's still lame when a huge chunk of your collection, specifically the Batman chunk of your collection, has significant water damage. Uh, um, a lot of the other comics that were just absolutely destroyed, though, were actually comic books that uh, a friend had gifted me that he didn't need, any, need anymore. And like, as sad as it was that they were destroyed, I didn't have the same oh, emotional attachment to them. Oh. And like, I hadn't even read most of those. Um, but it was cool to have them. And he had like complete runs of Spider-Man. So they actually might've been worth some money. Uh. Uh, but uh, yeah, tragic about having a basement that floods sucks people. Yeah. Don't ever put anything you care about in the basement that floods. Yeah, right. That's I, for sure. You lost a lot of stuff. Lost yeah. a lot of albums, record albums. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the, uh, the the song that Ron Good made about you? Yes, I remember the song that Ron Good made about me. Do you remember me. what what motivated it? I I mean, like, Ron was always obsessed with me, so it's hard to say. It was a Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah, no, I remember, I, I do, we were, I, no, I, okay, so that was what inspired it. I just, I knew that he had put that in the song. I didn't know that was what jump-started the song. Um, but yeah, no, I remember this was during the, like, early 90s, and the, ex, like, the extreme advertising had started uh, to, like, try and target uh, Gen X and older millennials at that time, like, so, like, the Mountain Dew commercials would always be like people on like like dirt bikes jumping off of cliffs or like people skydiving or like some type of extreme sport of some kind. And like as a child, I would I would see these and I and my commentary that I gave to Ron was sugar makes you do dangerous things because that's how I interpreted those commercials. Like because it was just like, oh, they're drinking this sugary drink and then they're jumping off of cliffs we probably had, had instilled snowboarding in you that sugar wasn't good for you as you're growing up i mean and, yeah i don't remember it too much i just remember that as a kid like things like soda and whatnot were just like special occasions like that was stuff you only got when you were going out or maybe you got a got one of those natural sodas from the co-op and, and stuff but like pop was never a thing we had in the house you know growing up it was the same for me my mom didn't really get pop too much and and when i'd go to my aunt margie and uncle jim's they had those little glass coca-colas back mm. and, 
and that was like my treat over there was a little yeah i mean honestly people really shouldn't keep pop in the house i mean if i'm being honest it's like it, it they're there like i love pop but pop is no like no real solid redeeming qualities like there are only pops that are worse than other pops <laughs> it's not like oh this is the good pop well it's, no that's the pop that's not as bad yeah, as the, the other, other ones pop, right. like so like i grew up drinking sprite because it has significantly less artificial things in it just by virtue of being like clear and lemon lime flavored <laughs> so so yeah and like i didn't i didn't drink any caffeinated pop for for many years which reminds me do you do you remember the grateful dead show where um you had a, an iced tea or something yeah it was like a snapple iced tea um and yeah and like it was my first ex real exposure to caffeine i guess and like as we were as you were like pushing the stroller i was in like i started to like i felt weird like i felt like like i guess my heart rate must have gone up and i wasn't used to this and like part of it was also maybe in the sensory experience because we were uh like pushing the stroller over like uh gravel right but like so for me suddenly everything just felt like it was fast and jittery yeah i remember and that. i didn't like it and you telling us that and i've i think i've had a fear of heart attacks ever since oh i didn't know that oh yeah no it's on my it's on my list of fears but you still drink lots of caffeinated stuff I mean, yeah, but like, you know, you get a tolerance to caffeine and whatnot. Not me. I, well, I, I can't. It takes seven days to get a tolerance to caffeine. You got to drink caffeine uh, oh, well, concurrently for seven days okay, to develop well, a tolerance. After the first time and I'm so wired, I'm not going to do it. Again. Oh yeah. No, like I, I, I do drink caffeine sometimes. Um, although like small, like, like green tea doesn't bother me. And I drink, I drink a pretty good amount of green tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's supposed to be good for you. I mean, yeah, they say so. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Well, we've, we've been talking for almost two hours, Miles. Oh, wow. Is there anything else like you want to yeah. touch on? I think I got... You can always save some for next Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, I think I got everything on my... Uh... Oh, I, I didn't mention the, the, the cub scout troop when you went to kent city hall i thought that oh was yeah a funny story oh you thought it was a funny story that was traumatic oh for you it was traumatic. for me that whole experience well not the whole experience but like for me that was like traumatic like i guess like i don't know like when i think about cub scouts the main like there's a it's hard for me not to hate it in in hindsight well you didn't you were older when you got i know started like, so that was part of it like i was older when i got started like i was at the age where like i would normally be like the last year of weebelows but they were like yeah we guess he can be in the group uh until he until he finishes being a weebelows or whatever and then he can get a into a boy scout thing or whatever uh which never really worked out i never went i never got into a boy scout troop but like I remember, the thing I most remember about Cub Scouts is that there was that one German family oh. who may have tainted German people for me forever. Huh. Uh, and like, they were, they were like the opposite of us. Like if, if I really think about a family, like, like they were very like ordered and, and whatnot. And I think, I think in their mind, I probably had behavioral issues. I think that in their mind, I was like this 
kid with like some behavioral type issues. Um, I am certain that that's how they viewed me based <laughs> on how, because I, I was boisterous and, and whatnot. And I wasn't used, I wasn't used to interacting with adults who didn't like think I was cool. <laughs> like I grew up surrounded by adults who were like, this is a cool kid. Right, you, like and, hip, oh, old hippies. Yeah, like yeah. old hippies who like old hippies are like, all of these love kids. They're like, oh man, listen to, listen to the wisdom coming from their mouths, uh, which is a thing that hippies think for some reason. Um, but, but like, they were not, they were not like that. Well, they did not. It was, a, it was a homeschool group. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and the thing I didn't know, but the thing I didn't understand as a kid was that there's essentially two groups of people who homeschool their kids. There are hippies and then like the freakiest Christians, you know, like that's 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 the spectrum right there that's that's and like the the hippies make up the smaller portion of that group <laughs> like like it's like i remember there was a documentary where they actually dropped the statistic that over like it's like oh it's like around 75 percent of homeschoolers um are part of some like very right christian denomination oh wow. so like that so like so like, yeah, some of, so like half the people homeschooling are chaos and, and the other part of the people who are homeschooling are order. And it's, it's not a good mix. Right, uh, because there's the unschoolers, which are, mm -hmm. yeah, let no. your kids kind of lead. What and I need. remember like when I was first starting off, like as a child, you had all like this Waldorf stuff. We went to a, a Waldorf uh, thing in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And that, yeah, that was fun. Which, I don't know if you remember. I will say that I, I think that they have a lot of cool ideas in terms of fostering creativity in children. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't think that having a fairy tale for every letter of the alphabet helped me learn the alphabet. Uh. I don't <laughs> like I remember the stories, but like what were the letters that went with those stories? I don't remember. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, Cub Scouts, we never did anything cool while I was in Cub Scouts no, either. No, we didn't, yeah, well, the, the troop was, uh, the Cub, the pack was just kind of getting, they were lame. Getting, well, it was just getting started, somebody decided, uh, it seemed like there were a lot of kids in it for something that was just getting started. Well, they were homeschool kids, because they didn't, and, and a lot of them were, and there was like two groups, there was like, and it, they eventually broke up, because there was your really right-wing like you were saying, the real fundamentalist Christians, and there was your more lackadaisical ones. And I remember being at a meeting once it became Boy Scouts, because you had me on paper as a Boy Scout, even though I had no interest in being a Boy Scout. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had me on paper as being a Boy Scout. And uh, I remember going to a couple meetings, even though I didn't really participate. But I remember there was one... There was there was one there was one uh it was like a meeting i forget like maybe they were going over like a, a sketch or something but like one of the kids said like dang it <laughs> and one of the mothers was like could you not say that it offends me oh, you're say kidding. darn it instead and it was like and like i can remember thinking whoa <laughs> yeah that is pretty intense i don't remember that well i guess um yeah, I didn't realize. We've been oh, and I didn't actually talking. explain the town oh. hall thing. Oh, so yes, we'll, right. Yeah. We'll explain the town hall thing. Yeah, right. And then we'll go on. So possibly predictor of future Ruben's uh, <laughs> difficulty with getting along with government. <laughs> uh, 
one of the last things I did with the Cub Scouts, because like they were being generally cool about me hanging around, even though I was like 12 or thir- or almost 13 or something. And like I was supposed to be moving on, but like my family, w- like both my brothers were in Cub Scouts and I didn't really have anywhere else to go, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but so the last straw for them, I guess, was we went to this town hall. Uh, Kent City. We hall. went to, ta- yeah, Kent City Hall. Uh, yeah, town hall and play some other, but and like to to basically just talk with a government official. And like my question to this guy w- was very simple because like a thing I couldn't wrap my head around at this age was why does, why does the government care how tall our grass is on our lawns? And like, I would not, like, I, I would not let it go. I was like, no, but seriously, why, like, why, why is this important? What, what, what about our grass length is, is a big deal to the government. And like, because I like kept pestering this official about it. He must not have given you a decent answer then. I, not, not to one to my lack. I don't remember what he said, but like nothing he said was, was enough to make me go, okay. Um, so, so yeah. And then essentially, um, essentially we got a phone call where they were like, we don't, we don't want, uh, we think it's time that Ruben stopped coming to Cub Scouts. And, the, but the thing that got me is that they, they basically said that they had had problems with my behavior for a while. And like, as a kid, that was really like impacted me. I was like, what do you mean? Why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? Yeah. They never said anything either. And I, yeah. I think that was just their excuse. I mean, like I could, you know, in hindsight though, like I believe that. Oh, I think that German family did have a problem with my behavior um, and I don't know what I don't know what's up with my behavior. I might be autistic or something. I stim. I do a bunch of other things. You've actually in this conversation said a few things that made me go, oh, oh. Uh, but like beyond that, like still, like in my mind, they were they were dicks. And like <laughs> they, I remember like, like I don't know what like, I remember that you felt it was important that like like if I had a problem with it, that I should like try and confront them about it. And I remember like, I went over to the guy who, who I really don't like, an obnoxious dude, terrible dad jokes, <laughs> absolute, absolute jerk. Uh, but uh, I went over to him and like, I started trying to be like, hey, if you guys had a problem with my behavior, why didn't anyone ever say anything? And like, he just kept trying to like change the conversation. And like, oh, wow. he, he, w- he started to put on me like, why aren't you in Boy Scouts yet? Oh. And like, I, I remember I started to get flustered. And that's when you, that's when you finally stepped in and like you, you started talking to him about it. And I don't know how that resolved because once you were in there, I, I wanted to remove myself from the situation because I was getting a little, little over, a little emotionally overwhelmed at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy at all. <laughs> well, these things happen. Well. Yeah, well, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Well, thanks, Ruben. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I kept hearing him and thinking, oh, I should interview Ruben. Ruben's always, he interviews other people and he, so, and then we decided, oh, Mother's Day would be good. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll do it again next year. All right. Well, think of things you want to say okay <laughs> all right well thank you for coming on the show Mom. oh you're welcome Oops. thanks for having me
Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thanks, Ruben. And happy Mother's Day to all of you and your mothers. <laughs> oh, wait. Say goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, everybody. And adios.